Hey, everyone. Just a quick note before we launch into the show. My guest today, Gustavo Ariano, he's a writer at the LA Times. He also hosts its excellent podcast, Coronavirus in California. Every weekday, Gustavo talks to Californians who are in the thick of this pandemic. Be sure to go check it out wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, here's the show. If you want to know about Orange County, California, there is basically one guy that you call, Gustavo Ariano. I'm like the three-eyed raven of Orange County. I can tell you <laughs> everything that's ever happened in Orange County, everything that's happening right now, and everything that's going to come to Orange County. Gustavo writes for the LA Times. He used to edit the OC Weekly. He was born and raised here. So when I started to see these videos of protesters in the OC, people demanding access to beaches that the governor had shut down to stop the spread of COVID-19, Gustavo he was the guy I wanted to talk to. There's a lot of frustration here in Huntington Beach. People feel the governor is overreaching. Well, the governor These protests really seemed fundamentally different than the ones I'd seen elsewhere. People were fighting for their right to surf. I'm going to come here anyway. What are they going to do? Gonna Until they stop me physically, yeah, I will go. <laughs> I, I, on Twitter, I was having a conversation with a father who's, who was uh, arguing that the L.A. Times, the paper that I work for, that we shouldn't have been covering these protests, that we're just amplifying their message. And my response to them is, if you're not paying attention to what's happening, especially here in Orange County, you know, you're, you're going to regret it. Let's put it that way. Gustavo knows it's tempting to write off people who write their protest slogans on surfboards. But he also understands the way some of these folks are feeling cooped up, trapped, worried about their financial future. Yeah, look, no one is happy about these stay-at-home ordinances. I'm not happy about them. My my wife, she runs a restaurant. Her business, of course, has been eviscerated. At least it's still open, but I have to work shifts now there. I literally wash dishes and I'm the cashier because on top of my reporting duties for the LA Times because she can't afford to pay uh, her staff right now. So no one is happy with these things. And Gustavo says... When these fights about opening up the country reach Orange County, they're different. Not because of what they look like, not because they're about beaches, but because they have this momentum. Orange County, I've always argued, is a bellwether for what's going on in the United States, period. I mean, we gave the nation Reagan. We gave the, uh, the nation Nixon, of course, who was born in Yorba Linda, northeast Orange County. I would argue we also helped pave the way for Trump, especially when it came to the issue of illegal immigration. So if you see this anger in Orange County, it's going to come to your place as well. Today on the show, why what's happening in Orange County shows that the fight over the politics of opening up America, it's more complicated than you think. I'm Mary Harris. You're listening to What Next. Stick with us. This episode is brought to you by Discover. When it comes to your finances, Discover wants you to know they are the credit card that is always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We are talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
The reason Gustavo sees Orange County as this bellwether for the rest of the country is that it contains conflicting political forces, all bound up tightly together. For years, Orange County was known as a Republican stronghold. And in some ways, it maintains a strong Republican flavor. But during the 2018 midterms, the county flipped blue, making national headlines. So, here, Democrats are ascendant, but they're still finding their way. And then when the coronavirus hit, these liberal and conservative politicians, they all had to work together. Okay, I want to go back to April, just to sort of explain how fraught the decision to close the beaches in Orange County was. Because I went back and I watched this meeting of the Board of Supervisors in Orange County. Yeah. And and one of these guys, she says to the group, listen, a heat wave is coming. We know that the beaches are going to be slammed. And we know that the beaches all around us are going to be shut down. So people are going to come from other places here. That's a bad idea. We just, we need to shut them down. What do you think happened? <laughs> They weren't shut down, of course. Yeah, you're, you're referring to <laughs> to you're referring to Lisa Bartlett. Lisa Bartlett uh, is one of I, she's more South Orange County, so she represents some of these cities like Laguna Beach, down at Dana Point. She's a Republican. In fact, four fifths of the board. There's five supervisors in Orange County. One of them's a Democrat, but basically a moderate. The others are. Maybe not Trumpian Republicans. Well, one or two of them are. But Lisa Bartlett's more moderate. Uh, people, even Democrats in Orange County, they respect her, especially for her issues on trying to deal with home, the homelessness, which is another huge topic in Orange County. So she got it. But although the way she put it also, you, you could tell a little bit of the uh, provincialism in Orange County because the beaches in L.A. County and San Diego County were going to be closed. So what she's saying is, uh-oh, we're going to have the rest of the world coming into Orange County. We got to keep those people out. We got to just leave it for locals. And, of course, she was overruled. The rest of the board of supervisors was like, nah, let's just have the whole world come if they want. Well, it's funny because, like, her motion didn't even get a second. Like, no one, <laughs> no one would consider it. All the other supervisors just were like, yeah, no, we, we're not going to do that. <laughs> no, I mean, because they've been chafing. This is the thing with Orange County, although now nationally people say, oh, yeah, it's blue. Orange County's blue. No, no, no. Seventy five percent of elected positions in Orange County are still Republicans. It's interesting listening to you because I'm thinking of like a tree where what you're saying is like <laughs> the Republican Party in Orange County has these deep roots and in the midterm elections, the Democrats were maybe able to, like, chop some of the branches off of the tree. But there's still roots there. It can still grow back. Oh, that, uh, you know, you use botany. I use animals. I use the, <laughs> the, the Republican Party is just like an angry dog, a rabid dog that's ready to bite back and, like, snarling, ready to go after these Democratic pups. <laughs> so you're saying it's like a delicate People made something out of Orange County flipping blue, but this was actually a pretty delicate flip. Yes, because you don't. The Democrats don't have those roots. Like historically, the only city that Orange that the Democratic Party in Orange County ever uh, dominated was the city of Santana, which is you know one of the most Latino cities in the United States. But other than that, like the, the school boards, the uh, water boards, the city councils, they're all still mostly majority, uh, like super majority Republican across Orange County. <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay, back to the beaches. So Orange County decided they weren't going to close their beaches. But then the governor stepped in. Why did he feel the need to do that? (laughs) This is actually the second time he's done this. And it's all Orange County's fault. So twice... Everyone got serious in California March 16th. That's when Newsom said, "Okay, this is what we're going to do, Garcetti and whatnot. So what do people do that weekend? They all flock to the beach. So I remember turning on locally here, the NBC affiliate, Huntington Beach, packed with people, absolutely packed with people. Newsom saw that. This is in March. Yeah, this is March. Yeah, like the weekend of March 21st. Newsom saw that. Garcetti saw that. Newsom's like, nope. We're going to start shutting down the parking lots for state beaches. And that's exactly what happened to like sort of tell people to stay away. Then, though, California went through about a month of gloomy weather. So it was raining like it was an unseasonably large rain amount for this time of year in California. So people mostly stayed home. There was no problem. The problem, Gustavo says, started two weekends ago. That's when the weather began to clear up. And once again, people started going back to the beach. Maybe you saw some of the images on Twitter. Newsom sees these uh, photos again. Of course, he gets angry. He's like, no, I am going to shut down the beaches. At first, he he wanted to shut down all the beaches in California. But then he decided to just shut down Orange County. And that's where the real anger came out. Even look. So you think it was kind of petty of him? Oh, uh, petty. Punitive. At the end, it was punitive. Some like he got so angry because remember, this was the second time this happened in Orange County. The first time was in mid-March in the March 16th weekend or rather March 21st weekend where you saw all these people in Orange County flocking to the beach. Now you have it a second time. It's um, how you say it in, in Spanish, you say regañando. In English, you would say scold. That's what it is. Newsom came off as a scold and no one wants to be seen as a scold. You want to be seen as authoritative coming off as a scold. It's just like. Dude, what's your issue, man? Like, and sorry to <laughs> sorry to sorry to slip into uh, coastal Orange County lingo, but literally, that's what I, when that happened, I'm like, oh man, you you do not know what you just did, uh, Newsom. Does Newsom have beef with the OC? Like, is it personal? <laughs> Beef. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. It is civil war between uh, Sacramento and Orange County. So when uh, Newsom decided to shut down the beaches, the city of Huntington Beach and the city of Dana Point sued uh, the state of California. Ever since then, now uh, the city of Newport Beach is trying to sue the state in federal court. But this was in state court when it came to uh, Newsom. So there is enmity. There is just absolute loathing for Newsom from the more conservative elements of of, of Orange County. In fact, that's what they're calling him now in the Republican Party here in Orange County, King Gavin, King Newsom. I heard another name for him, which was someone like rented a small plane and flew it over the beach and they were calling him Gruesome Newsom. (laughs) Okay, that's funny. Um, (laughs) that, That is funny. But yeah, I mean, They're overreacting. Is it tyranny? No. Is it punitive? Absolutely. There has to be that middle ground. I mean, really, Lisa Bartlett seems to be that middle ground of saying, hey, what you're doing to us is wrong, but there has to be another way and let's have a conversation about it. But of course, then that's why you started seeing, like you saw, what was the estimate in the Huntington Beach protest, like 2,000, 3,000 people. And again, not all of them were locals, but the locals, of course, supported it. But then that becomes that flashpoint for the people who are tired of these stay-at-home ordinance or edicts by Newsom and other people across Southern California. Of course, they were going to flock there. I mean, I was reading some protesters who talked to the media And said that these gatherings at the beaches, they reminded them of the early days of the Tea Party 
movement. Does that make a kind of sense to you? The only thing I would say is that there doesn't seem to be, uh, at least yet, there doesn't seem to be uh, like a movement going forward from this. Like you, like there was barely any protest. There hasn't been many protests this week. Like if it really was a movement, people would be protesting more and more and more. The anger is definitely there, though. And this is where it's in, this is where it really gets interesting in Orange County because the Republican Party in Orange County this year they're going to have to play catch up like they definitely like I said they're like a wounded dog in a corner or a wolf in a corner and they're ready to lash out but they really had no they're there just yet the Democrats they are now outnumbering Republicans at least in the official voter uh, registration drives they had uh, Trump of course who knows what's going to happen nationally but locally you know Trump was not very popular again he lost in 2016 but with this issue Governor Newsom shutting down the Orange County beaches and only the Orange County beaches. Now the Republican Party is vitalized in a way I have not seen it in like, geez, in years, not like not even 2016 or 2018. And so they're going to try to ride this issue all the way to Election Day. A governor like Newsom is doing this balancing act. He can see that if he doesn't start opening the state back up again, especially those beaches, his political opponents will have a pretty potent weapon to use against him. But if he does open the beaches and people get sick, he could get the blame for that, too. Which may be why, earlier this week, Governor Newsom announced baby steps towards opening those beaches back up again. He is feeling the pressure. And it, because you see this, like the cases aren't going down. The Trump administration just said, hey, remember when we said 40 to 60,000 people were going to die? Well, now we think it's probably going to be 100,000. So this coronavirus is not going anywhere. But you also cannot keep people at home without. No, you just can't keep them at home, period. I mean, you could give them a universal basic income, but people want to go out. People want to go back to how it was, even though it's not going to. So Newsom, I think, is just saying, okay, that's why he's doing his staggered rollout where this first phase, no, it's going to be the second phase. Now, like you have bookstores and clothing boutiques and most businesses, basically, you can open, but you can only have curbside uh, service, which is kind of weird. I don't know how that's going to work out, but people are not going to take it, even in Orange County. So in San Clemente this past weekend, you had a restaurant that just opened. They said, okay, yeah, we're going to do social distancing. Yeah, no, we're not going to. And so uh, local news, they've been like showing uh, patios packed, insides packed. The county health uh, officials, they've gone down there to check and, and tell them like, hey, you're not supposed to do this. But they're not really trying to enforce anything. Will Newsom be even more punitive because of that? We'll see. But again, I, no, no one envies Newsom right now. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, listening to you talk, it feels like it's a dam that it's just is about to break, you know? I mean, there have been reports of counties like Murdoch County, which is a rural county, that's basically just said, we're not going to be doing this anymore. We're not yeah. going to be doing the stay-at-home order anymore. And I read one piece of analysis that said, listen, the bigger threat isn't these protesters. It's politicians basically pushing back on Newsom and saying, we're not going to implement what you're telling us to do. At the, that's a long game, of course, with politicians. Yeah, Modoc County, all the way, all the way up in Northern California, very rural, hasn't had a single case. And Newsom is hearing this, though, because if he really was a king, he would say, no, everyone goes on my schedule. So he's as what he's saying and what people are mocking him for, he's like, I'm listening to the data, I'm seeing the data. So he's acknowledging, okay, uh, rural counties, you could be on a, or other places that have a certain poli- or plan to get out of this. 
you have more leeway than, say, Los Angeles or San Francisco or uh, Santa Clara County, where San Jose is. Uh, go for it. But you're also damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. If you see more fatalities come out of this and you see that huge, uh, like, uh, second wave happen, will people blame Newsom and tell him, hey, you opened up too early? Or will they go after Trump? It remains to be seen. It's going to be interesting. Gustavo Ariano, thank you so much for joining me. Gracias for having me. Gustavo Ariano writes for the LA Times. He also wrote the book on Orange County. It's called Orange County. And that's the show. Before I sign off, I've got a little request for you. We're working on a show about the post-COVID economy. And we need your stories. I want to know if you have applied for the Paycheck Protection Program and what your experience with it was like. I want to know if you or someone you love has been laid off. I want to know if you're currently trying to decide how you return to your job and whether you feel like you have to keep staying home. So tell me how you're making financial decisions in this time of uncertainty. Give me a call. Share your story. You can reach us at 202 888 What Next is produced by Mary Wilson, Jason DeLeon, and Danielle Hewitt. And I'm Mary Harris. I'll catch you back here tomorrow. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.